a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Amazing grace. Welcome to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. And that was a uh, stunning and stirring performance uh, over the weekend uh, by Andrea Bocelli uh, there in uh, Milan, Italy. Uh, And to me, one of the most stirring parts of of that, uh, one, you know, to have someone of his caliber first singing inside uh, an empty cathedral on Easter Sunday, uh, and then uh, as someone who is blind uh, to have uh, him walk out of that uh, cathedral, step to a microphone in front of all of uh, not just Italy, but all of the world. Uh, Over 26 million people were watching uh, during the course of the day yesterday. And for a blind person to to go through that uh, was blind, uh, but now I see uh, was just stunning in its significance. It was stirring uh, in so many different ways. Uh, and just one of those great messages. It was one of those, uh, as he was interviewed afterwards, he talked about this uniting power of music. Uh, and I'm a believer in that. Uh, music stirs me in an extraordinary way. I always say I, I can never be part of a choir because it doesn't matter what the song is. It can be a Disney song, and I'm I'm usually in tears by about the uh, <laughs> the third uh, stanza there. So it it's, uh, it is something that moves us. It is something that unites us. And it uh, it was just one of those uh, great things to my weekend. Uh, and if you haven't had a chance to look at that music for hope, uh, that is 25 minutes that is worth your time on any day. Uh, but especially in the midst of this current pandemic, uh, a chance to unite, to come together, to find hope and healing and to find light. Um, it's so interesting in, in looking at all of the things that transpired over the weekend so many of them were messages of hope, of messages of light in a dark world. And I wanted to share just a couple of those uh, from different uh, aspects, different places around the world that I think are, are really compelling uh, in terms of, of what uh, happened over the weekend. And uh, I want to go first to uh, 
Actually, to Queen Elizabeth, I thought this was really interesting. She talked about uh, light overcoming darkness uh, in Many a really interesting have way. Many festivals which celebrate light overcoming darkness. When we gather happily around a source of light, it unites us. We know that coronavirus will not overcome us. As dark as death can be, particularly for those suffering with grief, light and life are greater. May the living flame of the Easter hope be a steady guide as we face the future. And that's uh, Queen Elizabeth and her Easter message over the weekend. Uh, and so many focusing on the coronavirus and what is happening. Uh, there were a number of things happening here in the uh, state of Utah over the weekend as well that uh, were just inspiring and uh, just interesting to uh, to engage in. Uh, but all of this kind of centered in this idea of, of light uh, over darkness. Um, Pope Francis uh, gave his Easter message, and uh, he... Uh, Interestingly, again, a very vacant uh, space there in Rome. And I, I just can't imagine how that must have felt uh, for Pope Francis. Uh, we're just hearing some of that in the background here in Latin, I believe. Um, but he also talked about this idea that uh, we have to, to find light in dark places. And I think that's uh, the challenge for all of us is to really find that and uh, and to move forward in a positive way. Now, there's lots of practical, tactical things going on as well. Uh, it was not just a weekend for hope and light uh, from the faith standpoint. Uh, there was also uh, encouraging news uh, as things appear to be flattening out or leveling off a little bit, even in places like New York. Uh, and so the some of the uh, actions are clearly uh, taking effect. We're watching things closely here in the state of Utah, and some interesting uh, results in the uh, per uh, uh, per positive test uh, mortality rate. Uh, Utah is very very low on that, uh, so that's an interesting thing in terms of what's happening and how things are moving forward. Also of note, over the weekend, uh, British Prime Minister uh, Boris Johnson was uh, dismissed uh, from the hospital. Uh, which was a uh, great news uh, for those in the United Kingdom. And uh, he actually said this. I want to pay my own thanks to the utterly brilliant doctors, leaders in their fields, uh, men and women, but who took some crucial decisions a few days ago, for which I will be grateful for the rest of my life. The NHS has saved my life. No question. All right. That's uh, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Again, uh, he had a big scare there with the coronavirus, was hospitalized for a few days and uh, is back out and uh, sounds like it's going to be a, a slow return for him. Uh, I think uh, one of the things that people have found, we saw this uh, with uh, Utah 4th Congressional District Representative Ben McAdams, that uh, it it takes it out of you and uh, l- lost weight and lost energy. And uh, it's not a uh, instant rebound thing for those uh, who, who get these uh, symptoms at a, at a higher level. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out uh, as we move along. Uh, also, the I think one of the big challenges, one of the big things we're monitoring and watching, it will be very fascinating to see uh, today's press conferences, both on the local level and on the national level. Uh, we know that the president is very anxious to get the economy opened up and going. I think he would like to have it as a big jump start, big boom, big bang, uh, and back in business. Uh, but more and more people are saying, no, that's probably not going to be what plays out he is putting together a uh, an economic uh, council, uh, which he distinguished from the task force. Uh, the council, he is saying, and he may introduce this as early as tomorrow, which would include uh, the doctors and the healthcare experts that are 
part of his uh, current team. It would also include governors uh, from both uh, Republican and Democratic states. And it would also have business executives in there as well to try to figure out what is the best path to reopen the uh, economy for the country. And so we'll continue to monitor that. Uh, again, he may announce those. I My guess is we'll start getting some leaks in terms of who's on that council uh, as early as today. We could see that later on this afternoon, to be sure. Uh, we're also monitoring a, a number of other things. Today is the last day uh, for candidates here in the state of Utah to get signatures in as their path to get on the ballot. We know there are several that are, are very close. Uh, we will have uh, former U.S. Ambassador to Russia, uh, John Huntsman, will uh, join us at 1135 today. Uh, also watching closely in the uh, fourth congressional race, uh, Jay McFarland is also quite close uh, to getting the needed number of signatures on the ballot. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets across that line and, and uh, joins a number of others who are already on the ballot. We're just about two weeks away from the uh, conventions, which will be done virtually. Also fascinating to watch, so we'll keep on tabs with that. Uh, one of the things that we're going to really dr- drill down into in our next segment, uh, you want to stick around for this, uh, this idea of the common good, uh, which is is uh, a phrase we're hearing a lot of lately. And uh, I'm going to be joined by Matt uh, Continetti. Uh, Matt is with the American Enterprise Institute, wrote a brilliant piece in the uh, Washington Free Beacon. And we're going to break that down in terms of what is this idea of the common good and what is it that we need to give for the common good and what do we need to make sure we maintain in terms of our individual liberty. We'll talk about that next uh, coming up here on KSL News Radio. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.